like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, here you have it. Part two with my dance dad, none other than Tom Bergeron. Did you think that I was ever going to be sitting here single again when you were at my wedding? Stop it. Tell me the truth. You said you were going to say be the tr- you said you were going to yes. say it. I, <gasps> I I I remember thinking I would God, happily I, I would happily go to as many weddings as you Oh. <laughs> Tom. Well, look. Why? No, no. I actually want to know why. And by the way, Obviously, you know me. No, there's yeah. nothing. I won't take anything you say personal. Yeah, I, I do want to. I want to learn from this. So tell me, this is what this podcast is. You, you, and Matthew had dated years before, <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, you had you had some prior experience with each other and had broken up and <laughs> coming back you. together. And look, you know, it's it's a it's a pressure cooker environment when you're living your whole life in in L.A. and and uh, and both of you being in the in the public eye. So, you know, it's it's sort of like when you buy a stock, you think there's a chance it can go up. There's a chance it can go down, but you still make the purchase. That's how I felt when I went to the wedding. This could be great. This could go. Oh, my God. Did you give it a time? Were you, were you one of those people that were like, I gave it two years to like, no, Dina or something? No, no. No. Okay. All right. But you just knew you knew this wasn't going to be the first and no. last. Well, I, I look. I'm I'm always hoping for the best, but I figured, I however it played out, you you were you would be able to handle it. God, I never thought you were going to answer it like that because I was like, he wouldn't come all the way here if he thought. Because I don't ever get me wrong. I was thinking this actually when you RSVP'd. I was like, I wonder yeah. if he thinks that this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Okay, great, good to know. Now, what do I need to look for in my next? So I'm not dating. I've been basically I haven't had sex in a year. I've been very open with my life. Literally, it's been a year in okay. August and yeah. I'm not don't know the day I don't put it in my calendar even though I should have but yeah. um I definitely have been sexless and that's okay and I actually there's an empowerment there there's also in a weird way 
to say, mind you, I'm grieving. And yes, it's like a death sure. in the family. But there has been an, a sort of empowerment feeling when, you know, divorcing as yeah. well. Like, yeah. I think that, you know, I, it's important for me, like you said, to evolve. And sometimes people do that together and sometimes people don't. And um, that's, I think, ex basically what happened in a nutshell, right? So, yeah, yeah. And I, I am really taking my time to work on me before I even, the whole world of dating, yes, it may be great. And no, I'm not like texting anyone. Maybe it'd be nice to sext or text, but I'm not necessarily looking for that at the moment. And I don't know about this whole dating world nowadays with yeah. dating apps. Like I Oof. kind of refuse to do one. And I know though that there are matchmakers. We had Patty Stanger on from Millionaire Matchmaker. And I think- She you know, showed up. I have to say one Halloween, because uh, Halloween's, you know, it's really big in in Calabasas. Well, I here on Dancing with Stars, it happens every day. Yeah, <laughs> I opened the door and there's a bunch of kids and there's Patty. Oh, she was it. like, she was uh, out trick or Patty. treating. She yeah. Was Patty. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, Wait, out there. She and I, had, I don't think we had actually met at that point. I had just seen the show, and it was like we both did the oh you. <laughs> yeah, you can't but, miss her. No. no. But I do want to say I I really admire the the way you've approached this. I think that uh, the, utilizing the podcast to not only navigate your own journey, but also it's I think it's helping a lot of people who are going through similar things. I and hope so. your your willingness to be so candid and and uh, just to tell it like it is for you. I think can be a very healing thing for a it lot is. of other people who don't have, uh, you know, the ability to to mount a podcast and to. Yeah. To, I mean, it's healing for me as well, selfishly, yeah. you know, yeah. and I think that people are like, you're oversharing. I can care less. Like for me, you know, I wish when I was younger that I had somebody that was oversharing yeah. or that was a little bit more transparent with what they really are going through because it is lonely. You know, it's lonely yeah. when you feel like you're alone. And mm -hmm. I think with a lot of these dark issues, especially mental health, I think yeah. only recently have we started to talk about it because we had to through this pandemic, I think. But like I really it gets to be very you get to be in your thoughts a little bit more and then mm -hmm. you start to define yourself by your thoughts and then it yeah. gets dark. It's just you fall down that rabbit hole. But yeah. And I think too the people who say you're always sharing, those aren't the people you're trying to reach anyway. <laughs> no, clearly. You yeah. know, I mean, they, of course, they, I just fixate on all those negative comments, but, but that's me. I'm working on that. No, but everybody does. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, you've got that one person who has nine followers and 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 just is really good at vitriol and, and yeah. trolling. And no and, picture, no profile pic. No, I'm like, no why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, of a unicorn, unicorn or something like that. <laughs> and, no. Yeah. You're like, uh, with a bag of Doritos and then someone calling me fat that same person right yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. it's it, you gotta kind of i take you know ricky gervais is hilarious talking oh, about funny. when he blocks people and he'll look how many followers they have if they just trolled him and you just you know whatever. i love blocking people it just brings me joy <laughs> it really does it like right. at first i was like kind of like oh wait no i don't want to block i got really heady about it but now yeah. i'm just like block from the moment you say yeah. the word even like but whatever context you say it in you're great but you were better before like bye i cannot yeah. wait to do it <laughs> my feeling is if if it's something that i think this person would have had the balls and i mean that uh, not uh, on a gender on actual basis, balls just, yeah, yeah. Uh, if they, if they would have said that to me, if we were facing each other at a Starbucks or something like that, yeah. then I don't, I wouldn't block it. If it's a legitimate, well thought out criticism or comment, 
That's one thing. If it's somebody scratching their shorts in their parents' basement, just, you know, typing with their gooey fingers, then. Ew. Ew. (laughs) That picture right now in my head is so disgusting. I think I just threw up in my mouth. It was intended to be. Yeah. Oh, my God. So nasty. (laughs) I think it's when I got when I got to gooey fingers. That's when I really just took it over the edge. The gooey fingers reminds me of these letters I get at my house once a week from people in prison. Oh, yeah, cell yeah. number oh, i love yeah. y'all but yeah. you gotta stop because yeah. like that i don't even live here Ugh. yeah i mean yeah. honestly <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing like it's just that is scary it's just it's really scary out there tom in this world yeah i've got i've got a homeless guy living next door in the hollywood hills how about that oh really he is lives he- underneath an airbnb underneath a deck and i have to watch i'm carrying mace in my neighborhood because i he walks by quite often with a couch on his head or, or on his <laughs> shoulder then he, he comes out with somebody he stole someone's dominoes then he stole someone's freaking carpet i'm not oh. kidding like this guy is like this he walks everywhere and he's yeah. this thin and he's so strong so if he can definitely if he can, not dating him don't no, worry no no Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to have have have, you, have the bar set a little higher than that. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. 
Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So speaking of, what what do you think should uh, that consist of? In terms of you going forward and, and dating? Yeah, like for me, my red flags, now that I've learned a lot from my past relationships, yeah, you know, or or my main three things that I actually require. One, accountability in general. Yeah, I think that's yeah. very important. Sure. Number two is trust, loyalty, where Taurus is. Mm-hmm. You get it. Yeah, I do. And number three is to be able to support himself financially. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> but yeah, so what do you think? Would you like to add to my list? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I I think uh, it, it's important. Oh, my God. I would say as your dance dad. Yes. Uh, Since you're coming to the next one, so might as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. As many as you have, I'll I'll be. Maybe there. I'll do an East Coast one. <laughs> Thank you. That yeah, would make sure. it easier. Sure. But uh, I I just think you you have to make sure that uh, you're taking care of you, and and you're doing that. And if that if that brings another person into your life on a on a regular or semi regular basis, great. But if it doesn't, uh, the important thing is. You're taking care of you, yeah, and and you're not uh, compromising in order to have a relationship. That's exactly, and yeah. I'm just learning. I'm just learning about boundaries for the first time, and I'm also learning though to not be. See, I can also see myself living like a hermit because uh, with the sobriety, I definitely have social phobia. I've yeah. realized. Big I have groups. to tell you, I think so many of us have, to some degree or another, uh, this pandemic has uh, has triggered even. Yeah. A, for for me, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a I'm a loner anyway. I I. I w- but you have very... so many friends at your favorite restaurants. It's crazy. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen it. I've yeah, never seen that's... anything like it. You're like, hey, Susie, <laughs> hey, Maria. I'm like, what the heck? You guys are like having full on conversations. It's not just the hey, hello, how are you? Right. You're like, right. how's your grandma? Yeah, but but by the same token, I love the time I spend just by myself. Yeah. I'm quite comfortable. Just I, I don't know if that's a Taurus thing because we're both uh, Taurians, mm-hmm. but uh, but I think we're both uh, very capable at uh, at being comfortable alone or yeah. or being in a partnership that is is mutually beneficial. Yeah, and that's the key. I think I think you know any partnership, it's got to be uh, at, at least for the most part 50-50. It can obviously vacillate based on circumstance but i think yeah. its set point has to be shared and that's the thing it's like uh sometimes you get clouded i i did uh get clouded by the fantasy and the general right. hospital episode in my head which is amazing <laughs> but like it's not real and i think yeah. meditation going back to that has really helped me um know what that is right like mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. it's a feeling that also whether it be whether if you're going to judge it good or bad you just need to feel it because right. it just soon too will pass very soon so yeah. Um, yeah better than not feeling it and i think we get you know those uncomfortable com- conversations about money and um you know 
we signed a prenup. And I think that is also something I, I don't regret. Now, in California, for some reason, I feel like it doesn't matter. Yet yeah, it does. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still going through this process of divorce um, at the moment. And it's been... I'm not in a rush to get divorced. I'm like, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not like trying to like get married anytime soon. Well, would I? Yes, absolutely. Mary, but it's interesting. Um, Do you believe in prenups? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, look back when Lois and I got married, neither one of us had anything. (laughs) We were just, I think we're each making like a 16, 18,000 a year or something like that. Yeah. Uh, So uh, it it wouldn't have, uh, it wouldn't have been required, but uh, definitely. I think that it's, it's, it Naive. ruins the romance, but like so does childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so does that first part. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Which I actually, I that's burping is one thing, but farting is another. Yeah, can't do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's when you know you're either with the right person or it's time to move on. <laughs> Literally, yes. Yeah, but no, I definitely believe in that. I think that yeah. you you have to be realistic, uh, particularly as you get older and you accumulate, uh, you know, more property or wealth or whatever, uh, you want to 50%, what's the old adage? 50% of all marriages fail. And it may be more than I think that. It's a little bit higher yeah, nowadays higher yeah. than that. Since but, this uh, pandemic. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it's, it's only smart to, uh, take the rose colored glasses off of, for a bit and, uh, and have a prenup. Right. Yeah. So what do you think about having sex the first date? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's a good first date, why not? Really? You don't think that yeah. that has a turn off? Like uh, coming, you know, you're a man, obviously, yeah. but like you have also gone through it <laughs> for last time you checked, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people. So this was like we asked a question because our podcast is very interactive and we I yeah. like to hear from people um, as far as like these uncomfortable questions go. And I did ask mm-hmm. my last guest. I said, so what do you think? I had uh, Nick Vial. He does oh, yeah. a PETA. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, he has a very successful podcast, but he also gives advice to women and he actually gave pretty good advice, I must say, um, or women and men, I guess, people in relationships. And he says that he doesn't think that that's a good idea. OK, but I understand. But see, I fall in love when I have sex with you. So I'm just putting it out there right now. So whoever has sex with me, careful. <laughs> <laughs> you are on a slippery slope. I might obsess over you and I might even, you know what, just get on one knee right away from the moment right after the sex. Wow. And I, that is who I am. And all I right. know, but this then is let, all. Let me amend my answer. <laughs> uh, I think it's a horrible no. idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what I'm trying to eventually do, and this is what Patty Stanger recommended. Right date a pool of men i'm like oh my god that sounds so hard and so miserable because i'm a serial monogamous Mm -hmm. and nowadays people are not which is insane to me i'm not trying to judge it but i just did but like they that's crazy that people can just like oh honey i'm gonna go uh flirt and maybe have sex with so and so but i'll come home to you that's crazy well, that's that's different than I think what Patty was suggesting that you No, she wasn't su- suggesting that. Right. I think she like, was saying, you know, just uh, enjoy yourself, date a, n- a number of people. I don't know how to do that. I don't know. Well, that could be uh, you know, for for uh that could be your next goal, learn how to do that. <laughs> did you did you do that before no. you got married? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you do, you're a serial monographer too, I think. Yeah, Monog- kind of. Yeah. I remember there was one time uh when I was doing the the radio show here in New Hampshire. And uh, Lois and I, interestingly, had both come off uh, 
long relationships, longish relationships that ended badly, each of us, and had each decided to uh, not get involved with anybody seriously. Mm. Um, And, and so I was, I was dating a couple people and then she and I met and we, you know, started dating too. But there was one night on the radio show, uh, because I was on from seven to midnight, and uh, this gal that I had dated occasionally uh, came to the station, surprised me, just wanted to sit and watch the radio show while I did it. And then uh, Lois showed up. So I had these two women (laughs) in the studio, each of whom I had been dating. Uh, Were you having sex with them? And... uh, (laughs) I realized at that moment that I just noticed how I just glossed past that one. Uh, I, love you. I, love I, you. I, I noticed at that moment, I, I don't, I want to be with Lois. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I, this other person, very nice person. Uh, but I, I, it was just obvious to me that. So you can just feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that feeling entail? Because I'm just wondering if I've ever felt it. <laughs> it's, it's a, I, I think people in long relationships will, will understand this uh, okay. reference because it doesn't sound like much of an answer, but mm-hmm. it feels like home. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That's interesting because what feels like home to me is definitely not anything to brag about. But we're learning to train. <laughs> we're learning to change this pattern because it was yeah. interesting. I just had a therapy session as I do twice a week, but we were talking about how when I, what feels like home to me is abuse, unfortunately. Yeah. And, well, um, yeah. and whenever I, and I'm trying to consciously change this part of my brain, but it's hard because I think growing up with a not so stable father figure and then, you know, being sexually abused and all of this, I think what really, um, what that meant to me, and I can see the pattern was infidelity, abuse physically, mentally. Mm-hmm. And then when a nice person, whether it be a dance partner, when I competed or whatever would come into my life, I was really turned off by it. Um, and I think that's because I obviously just didn't have uh, that. And I also didn't think much of myself, which is what right. I'm lear- learning right, right. now. So right. anyway, that's just really deep. No, but but, um, but it's true. But, you know, people think about, oh, do you, what's normal? What's normal? I mean, all of our, <clears throat> our upbringings, we have no other frame of reference yeah so i'm when i was doing the talk the daily talk show in boston uh on on the nbc affiliate then we often did topics that dealt with sexual abuse and the almost the the generational uh nature of sexual abuse and how there would be women who had been abused as as children as teens who got into relationships where they were continually being abused because that like was that was it, right. It felt like home. It was normal yeah. to them, and they made the mistake. And this is the one thing I I, I asked of both my daughters: never try to save someone. Oh, you know, my don't get God, in a that, relationship. That's triggering. Yeah, don't <laughs> I just don't <laughs> triggered. Yeah, don't You're don't right. get into. You're right. Yeah, because you know they they've got to be willing to do the work. You can't you can't sacrifice your own safety and and health if they're not willing to do the work. Wow. That's really good advice. It's a lot lot deeper. Like I actually have to like sit with that for a little bit, but yeah, Yeah. I mean, obviously I do know this intellectually, but you're right. You can't change anybody but yourself. Right. Right. 
Whew, dance dad, our <laughs> conversations just get deeper and deeper and as we get older. As we and get older, older and older. I know. I love you so much. All right. So we're going to have you stick around for the question of the week um, and we'll be right back. Sounds good. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. This is such a treat. Tom Bergeron, I love you so much. Ditto. And um, we will always be in our each other's lives, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely going to be in yours, so forget you if you don't want me to be. Too bad I'm your stalker I'm, for life. That's okay. Happy to have you in that role. <laughs> Great. Okay, so let's move on to the question of the week. Okay. Maybe you can answer it first before our listeners. But um, 
how do you, I guess, navigate all, all the ups and downs that you go through, whether that be in your marriage and personal life or just relationships, whether that be your relationship with Dancing with the Stars? Like, what is it that you always come back to at the end of the day? Oh, that's that's a, a broad and good question. <laughs> um, I, I think that for me and, and and to go back to the whole idea of meditation, being present, mm. you know, being in the now of your life. There was a moment that I think exemplifies that. It was 2008. It was the Emmy Awards. It was the first year that the reality hosts were nominated for Emmys. And so somebody thought it'd be a great idea to have the reality hosts host the Emmys. I thought it was a ridiculous idea, but the Emmys were on ABC. And I was told that everybody else had said yes, Ryan and, and uh, Howie Mandel and, and Heidi Klum this. and Jeff Probst. Yes. So I felt like, okay, I, I can't be the holdout because it's on my network. And, right. and it was horrible. Right. It was, we got really? no support from the producer. It was just, even my own, my, my late father who supported everything I did saw that show. And the next day he said, it wasn't your best, <laughs> but here's the thing. The, and the very next day after this live public debacle, I had to host the season premiere of a new season oh. of dancing with the stars. So I had Wait, to, who won the Emmy, uh, Jeff Probst from uh, oh, survivor. That was, a uh, thing, yeah. he won four in a row. And then of course, and yeah. I, I won in 2012 and I thanked him for not being nominated. Yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> but um, but in that moment, I was also in the process of writing a book at that point. Right. And I was standing on the stage at the end of the Emmys, realizing how horribly it had gone. And I and I realized in that moment, I've got an ending for the book. Because so much of the book was really about yeah. meditation. Yes. I, I use I the used, cover, the cover. That's yeah. right. Of, of uh, you know, yeah. in the lotus position. Yeah. Uh, but it really was like a covert book about meditation, about being present. I and I used career anecdotes to kind of string it along. And I thought, what better way to prove that than come from a career disaster on a Sunday night, yeah. shake it off and do a good job on a Monday night. Yeah. And, and, and Lois was very helpful in that regard, too, because on that Monday morning, we were before I went to the studio, we were going to the local Starbucks and somebody had the LA times out in the entertainment section. There was a picture of me and Heidi Klum and the headline was a host of problems. Oh, wow. It was all coming back to me. Yeah, this is during yeah. my drinking days, but like what happened? So what was so bad about it? It was, it, it we, we didn't get any uh, creative support from the producer. So we were kind of left out there and, and, and egos maybe. And it was like herding cats. It just wasn't <laughs> a, a good idea. But right. so I said to Lois, I said to Lois, when I saw that headline, I said, you know, I've got a great idea. If, if a dance goes badly for a couple tonight, I'll just say, well, at least you didn't have to host the Emmys. Oh, my God. Did you? No, because she this is where her producer instinct kicked in. She said, you know what? The couples are going to be nervous tonight. Don't make oh, it about you. I love her. And she was right. And so I didn't say a word about it until weeks later. It was a season where a number of the stars had injuries. Remember, Misty May Trainer had, had like popped her ACL and all this oh, stuff. Oh, God. Yes, yes, yes. So they did a montage about midway through the season about all the injuries. And that was my opportunity to make a joke. 
came back That's to me. Right. I said, uh, I said, see all these injuries. This is why I host. You never hear about hosting injuries unless you host the Emmys. And it got a great laugh and all that. But it was like That's it was right. like tragedy plus time <laughs> made it funnier. And and wow. that first night, the premiere night, I focused on the couples and and that was great advice. And it, I think wow. it it helped. And the ending of the book, I put all of those horrible reviews in there because I wanted I to, to just kind of underscore you know, how important meditation was to me in that moment of public humiliation, followed by got to get back to work the very next I day. I have to read your book again because yeah, I did yeah. read it. Is it on Audible? Yeah, it's on Audible. You can That's hear good. me yap for six and a half hours or you love can, it. It's also on uh, Amazon and all that. So, OK, before we wrap here, thank you for answering the question. So for those of you that um, can please answer the question, that would be great. And make sure that you email us at Burke in the game at iHeartRadio.com or DM us on Instagram at Burke in the game. Again, the question is, what was the question again? Tom, go for it. Hit it. I don't even remember if I answered it correctly. <laughs> no, you did. I said, I think something about we all go through ups and downs in relationships, right. whether that yeah. be a career relationship or personal, but how do you guys get through it? Yeah. And I would add to the, the long-winded answer of mine, the, the, the essence of that answer is that even in the midst of personal disaster, <laughs> there can be the seeds of growth. There can Absolutely. be, there right. can be something in there that you might not, it's sort of like that eternal optimist who sees a pile of shit and keeps diving, digging because it's got to be a pony in there somewhere. That's me. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think just... that's important. You know, when I was standing on that stage in the midst of what I knew was going to be uh, sort of a public evisceration, yeah. I also had an ending to a book. Right. Um, you know, I, I had a better joke five weeks later on, yeah. on the live dancing show. So there, there can be things in trauma yeah, that can, you know, can make things better later. If and hundred percent. If, if yeah. I don't think I, if anything of uh, the trauma I went through, I wouldn't be sitting here today, right? right? Like I think it all. You're right. Like failure doesn't equal failure; it equals success. If you were right. to look at it like that. Exactly. What a great wise words of <laughs> you to share with me and my listeners. I love you so much. Love you too. And I am. Let me know when you're back home because then I can just come visit you face we're to face we're after have my lunch. somatic therapist. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. You'll, you, you'll, you'll have post-somatic lunch with me. Yes, all in silence. <laughs> okay, it's really interesting. Good. Okay, I love you. Bye, Dance Dad. Bye, Dance Daughter. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the Game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the Game at iHeartRadio.com. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. 
Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 